Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's NFL Combine season and the Pittsburgh Steelers are in Indianapolis with big expectations. But I think some of that changes as things get rolling and fans are left a little bit surprised at their approach here in Indianapolis. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers to go, your daily to go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on youtube.com slash all Steelers talk or anywhere you get your podcasts. And today I'm going to give you two surprises that I expect the Steelers to make down here that leave a lot of people shocked at their NFL draft direction, but really doesn't change too much of how they view the course ahead of them. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in Indianapolis and the NFL combine is going to start. And unlike last year, there's no quarterback that they're looking to get. And there are plenty of names surrounding this team right now. Plenty of positions. Really, it's just a guess. Who are the Pittsburgh Steelers going to draft with the 17th pick? Who are they going to come back and draft at 32? How are they going to handle four picks in the top 80? And I think that the answer might surprise some people at when they start talking to players and who says they have talked to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here are the two surprises I expect them to make down here in Indianapolis. For one, and I think this one has been reverted at least a couple of times or said a couple of times by me and by Derek and by Steven, it's that I don't think that cornerback is the only defensive backfield position that the Steelers will look at down here at Indianapolis. I think that they will look heavy into safety and look very deep into the class early and late. I'm not guaranteeing that they come through and draft somebody at 17 and say, hey, you are now our new starting safety. Goodbye, Terrell Edmonds. But what I will say is I think they're going to do their due diligence and say, hey, maybe we have a younger option to play next to Minka Fitzpatrick. Maybe Terrell Edmonds is a good safety, but we could have options at how we approach the safety position this season. And maybe DeMonte KZ isn't the only guy that we will consider as that third safety in 2023. I think that, and from what I've heard, the Steelers are very into the secondary this offseason. The Steelers very much so are going to lean heavy at all secondary positions, not just cornerback. They want to boost their defensive backfield. They want a juggernaut of a defensive backfield. They have the building blocks. They have Cam Sutton. They have Minka Fitzpatrick. They have Levi Wallace. There are pieces there. If you continue to build, I mean, the Steelers haven't had a dominant secondary since Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson when Minka Fitzpatrick first arrived. And I think they're looking at that and saying, we could do even better in 2023 as long as we approach this the right way I don't think a lot of people have a safety as the Steelers top pick right now and I don't think that a lot of people are going to look at that situation and say "Eh, a guy like Brian Branch is very good but are they going to draft him 
Will they draft a safety after the first round? People look at it like, oh, they have to replace DeMonte KZ. No, as of right now, they have to replace Terrell Edmonds and DeMonte KZ, and they should proceed as if neither of them are coming back. And I think that's their thought down here in Indianapolis is we don't know how free agency is going to go. We know Terrell Edmonds wanted some money last offseason, and chances are he's going to want money this offseason. And if somebody tosses him a little bit of change, why would he go there instead of Pittsburgh? Or why would he come to Pittsburgh instead of go there? It's just like Cam Sutton. The only difference is the Steelers will pay Cam Sutton. I don't know that they'll match an offer for Terrell Edmonds and feel super confident that he's their guy. I think they could look at him as expandable. And down here in Indianapolis, they'll begin their scouting of, eh, well, maybe we need a safety. And I think that's the biggest surprise is that there will be a lot of safeties that will talk to the Pittsburgh Steelers and a lot of them that are bigger names than what people are putting in their mock drafts. A lot of people are talking, oh yeah, this fifth round safety, the seventh round safety, the next Trey Norwood, a better Trey Norwood. I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers are scouting guys that'll be there at 17, 32, 49, or 80 at the safety position. And the next one is edge rusher. I think people are going to be very surprised that the Steelers are talking to a lot less offensive tackles and a lot more outside linebackers. They want that three outside linebackers. And look at the situation. You could say whatever you want about Dan Moore Jr. and Kevin Dotson, and I understand. I get it. I'm not, I'm not opposed to replacing Dan Moore Jr. or Kevin Dotson. I'm not going to sit here and make an argument that either of them earned a starting job in 2023 purely based on their play. I don't believe either of them are long-term solutions to the left side of the Steelers offensive line. However, they are better solutions than Quincy Roche newly signed Jameer Jones and whoever else the Steelers will bring in on a one-year deal this offseason to play that third edge rusher position behind TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. And the Steelers are begging and pleading with everybody that comes to Pittsburgh to please fill that third edge rusher role and please fill it successfully, and they have yet to do so. But now they have three picks in the top 50, and you're telling me that edge rusher, that third edge rusher, that guy to replace Alex Highsmith or TJ Watt if one of those guys go down because the Steelers are 1-9 and nine without TJ Watt, and they're going to look at that record and just ignore it? No. They fully understand what happens when TJ Watt leaves a football game. They understand completely that they have to find a solution to that. Why not use one of their top three picks to get an edge rusher? And I think that the Steelers are going to look at that. They're going to look at names like Keon White. They're going to look at names like Will McDonald. They're going to look at names like Lucas Van Ness. And they're going to say, hey, maybe we do go and we do make a splash on the defensive line early and I wouldn't be surprised if they double-dipped and went defensive tackle and edge rusher all in the same first three picks. And at the same time, if they didn't draft an offensive lineman in that same three picks, it wouldn't surprise me at all. The Steelers might not be 100% satisfied with their offense right now, but I think they're satisfied enough that they could focus on rebuilding this defense and keeping it at that top 10 form that it was at last season and finding those guys to be the next group of superstars 
and stop relying on these one-year, two-year deals for guys like Larry Ogunjobi and Miles Jack and instead trying to build young on the defensive line, build young at inside linebacker, build young in the secondary. The Steelers got a plan this offseason, and that plan is to win on defense because I don't know if you've ever watched a Pittsburgh Steelers game, but the Steelers win on defense. That's always been their philosophy. Go and hold a team to 17 points. If you could hold a team to 17 points, you could win. That's always been the rule in Pittsburgh, and that's not going to change this season. Their offensive expectations aren't go and score 40. Their, your, their offensive expectations are to go and score 25, and the defense will hold them to 20. And that's fine, but it's not fine if you don't lean heavily into how you go about your business. The Steelers' business is winning defensive football. It will always be winning defensive football. And here at the NFL Combine, they're going to make a lot of people maybe a little bit upset that they're not looking to replace Dan Moore or Kevin Dotson earlier than they are to go find depth at the defensive line or a third safety. But they're going to stick to their plan. They're going to stick to their business. And they're going to attack defense. And they're going to leave a lot of people surprised at who they're talking to down here once those interviews come out. 